Welcome to Craggy Island Rugby Match 3. Connacht taking on uh, the Cardiff Blues. Are we looking for our, our third 30-odd point match of the season from Connacht? Uh, I'll, I'll take a win, actually, Alan. <laughs> I don't really care how many points there are. Uh, big game. I mean, you, you think Cardiff are a weak side, and then you look at the number of guys who have international experience in it. It's a beautiful evening here and a good crowd, considering that the centre of the rugby world is a little bit uh, east of us at the moment. Okay, William, we're just coming into the 20th minute. It's 7 all. It's a great game. Fabulous game of rugby. Both sides uh, throwing the ball around on a perfect evening. Um, we perhaps a little bit overcommitted earlier on. Um, we owe these guys a little bit from the two games last season, and that might have been evident. But it's settled down now. Fantastic tackle on the line there by Quinn Rue to deny Cardiff a try. And um, this looks well set for a good game. It is, yeah. They got, a, they got an intercept from a silly pass from Tom McCartney, yeah. And um, we had we a cracking little try from Kieran Marmion. He spotted a gap a mile wide just in front of the post to, to nip over. So um, hopefully things will improve. But it is certainly an entertaining game. OK, William, it's 19 points to 17. It's, it's an amazing game of rugby. Yeah, it's all, all action. Um, very strange decision there to yellow card Taylor O'Halloran right on half-time. And uh, slightly cheap penalty has got Cardiff within two points. It's end-to-end stuff, but it's, two, it's a game being played in both 22s. There's nothing happening in the middle of pitch at all. And sides are getting dominance for a couple of minutes and scoring. And then the other side gets dominance. It's, it's, a, it's a very strange, very open game of rugby. It's very enjoyable. been some second half. Uh, it's absolutely breathless stuff. Really good rugby being played at a fantastic pace. These guys have been watching the World Cup and I think they've been uh, taking in some of the vibe. Hard one to call at this stage. Um, I think Connacht now maybe just going to push on. Yeah, their full back is in big trouble and, and uh, it was a crack and try we had from Tiernan Halloran. So Connacht Lee 26-24, 60 minutes gone. Okay, William. <laughs> Final score was 36-31 to Connacht. Great five-point victory, but slight disappointment in the end that we gave them two points when they got that bonus point with the last play of the game. Yeah, a bit irritating, I'm afraid. It's uh, when you're down the same part of the league as these guys, you have to give them nothing. Um, but it was a very entertaining match. 67 points. Right, that was the lads during the game. This is us now. Will we start the podcast with you? Is that the way we should do it? Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I don't need to introduce Alan Deegan. No, or William. Or William. Hello. But I do need to introduce Dave Finn. Good afternoon, gentlemen. And I'm Rob Murphy, and this is Craggy Island Rugby. And yeah, there's rugby outside the World Cup. And yeah, we're all trying to rush off to watch the World Cup. <laughs> so we barely have a couple of minutes. Here comes Lindley. 
Going to join in for a second? They're no turning on the water. The sprinklers are on. The sprinklers are on. This is like that time where, did Jose Mourinho's team win somewhere where they turned on the sprinklers? No, they turned on the sprinklers at the Olympic Stadium in the middle of that game between the Barbarians and Samoa, (laughs) which was the most exciting thing that happened in the game, actually. Lenny McKenzie, Connacht have scored five tries and one at home. Great result, isn't it? Pity about the... uh... The, the last try that they conceded, unfortunately. But, but we'll take the positives from it. That's the most important thing. And if you look at it, when was the last time we bet the Cardiff Blues? Uh, it's, I, like, I think we've only bet them three times in the Pro 12 history. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Three times in 24 matches, and I think the last time was uh, three seasons ago. Well, it just is a team that we have struggled with, Alan, for years. And we struggled with them at times tonight as well, it has to be said. Having said that, there were some absolutely fantastic phases of play, and we played some really, really good rugby Bundyaki was as lively as I've seen him for a while. Uh, John Cooney came on and made a huge difference, really made a difference when he came on the field. Um, and we played, scored some great tries. Dave, uh, you said it in the press conference, you asked Pat Lamb about that try with all those phases. That was one of the crowning glories of the, the game, really. Yeah, I mean... Ali Muldowney's try, Ali Muldowney's try was great. All, I think you can, there is certain, there's certain beauty in all five of our tries. And there's certain less, there's certain lack of whatever anti-beauty in all four of Cardiff's tries. Uh, oh, yes, indeed. Well, I don't want to say that. That's harsh on Cardiff. Because Cardiff will actually look at that and thinking, if we hadn't lost both our kickers... Yes. If Patchelan got injured towards yeah. the end of the game... Because well. Gareth Davis came on, and the only one he got was the one that made it 31 at the very end. There is something about Cardiff and us that the game never ends in 80 minutes. It always ends in 85 minutes. But this time they got a late try, as they usually do against us, but it didn't count in terms of our points tally. We had, five, we had four points done after 60 minutes. We hadn't even won the game at that stage. We then were very sensible up until minute 79 when, as per usual against Cardiff, we do something dumb. But at that stage, we had the game won. Um, take the five points. Enjoy it. We've got 11 from 15, 12 tries scored, which is eight more than this time last year. But we've also conceded way more than last year. So, ah, look, it's, it's five points and, you know, we should be happy. William, listeners heard your toss during the game. How do you feel now about half an hour afterwards? A bit happier than I was at the end because I was very annoyed about that try at the end. Maybe it's the fact that it was Cardiff because they're an irritating team for us. We just can't shake them or get rid of them or put them to bed. Um, they're also quite a good team considering missing World Cup internationals. They, they're every bit as good as us today. If anything, I think they would have been worth a win if they had got it. Too much? Um, maybe slightly. I think we really did owe them after uh, last season. I mean, the, the game here and then the game, in, the infamous game in Cardiff. So it was good to get a win. The next home game here is Zebra, which I would expect us to rack up another one. So we're starting to, to flow and move forward. Some good structured rugby at times today and a lot of errors, but they've, just, they've come back off a, a, a two-week gap at a very unusual time of the year, so that's hardly surprising. Lily, when we do the post-game audio, I'll use some of your questions as well to pack because they were quite good. Especially you were asking him about the fact that in around half-time, some of the errors he said to you, they weren't happy at half-time. That was understandable, wasn't it? No, there was, look, they, they gifted them the entire stick 20 of the first half by elementary mistakes. And I wouldn't have been happy with that if I was Pat either. And then, of course, Cardiff, they continued with the initiative. Mm. And it was like Connett were taking... They basically were rushing everything and they were, they were a bit like headless chickens for a while. And really what they needed to do was just slow it down, be patient. And then they started playing some beautiful direct rugby. Was, I mean, the, the, the tries were, um, I thought, were 
absolutely fantastic tries from a variety of different types of play and they played direct rugby and then then they were able to find some some width on the ball to, to score from and I thought once they calmed it down it just needed a few cool heads in there I think just to say let's not panic at this stage you know because he, they allow sometimes the frustrations and particularly as the penalties were, ra- were racking up against them they were getting more frustrated and really it just takes a cool head to say look you know just calm down we can do this and at the end of the day that's exactly what they did. Uh, I'll come back to you on this. Alan says John Cooney made a big difference. Is he outperforming Kieran Marmion? Yes, he is. Um, off the bench, yes. Off the, off the bench, bench, he is. Whoever comes off the bench does better. Whatever it is, because yeah. every time the, the scrum have to come off the bench, it made a huge difference. I think it's a wonderful position to be in. If you think, and you think of where Kieran Marmion has, has, has been this summer, he has spent 10 long weeks in a camp with Ireland. And, and he's dying to play, but... You know, he has spent a very long time in training with the Irish camp this year. So I would say, you know, he's 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 dying to play, he's raring to go, but he's also looking at the, his scrum halves over over in uh, England, over in England and Wales at the moment, uh, playing in the World Cup. All right. And uh, after the game, we spoke with Pat Lamb. You'll hear me talking to him first. And I actually go into more general stuff, which we'll talk about after this. Sixteen weeks of rugby, all that kind of stuff. But Lindy and Dave just went into a bit more detail on the game at the end of it as well. So, well worth a listen. Pat Lamb. Pat, five points, perfect result in that sense. But that try at the end has kind of left a little bit of a, a dampener on it. But ultimately, it's not points dropped by Connacht, and that's the main thing. Connacht have got what they needed from it. Like. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy we got the five points. I think we're all, all happy. We're certainly not satisfied. I think, you know, we, we it's, I don't know what it is with Cardiff. We just can't shake them off, and they hang in there. But, you know, pleasing this time, at least when they're going for that last-minute hurrah at the end, that we're, uh, we're, we're out of the seven-point margin. Um but um, you know, we you know at nineteen seven, um, you know we seven uh, seven, and we come in at before we knew it, they they were in at nineteen seven half time, and we pretty, I was pretty. I think we we're all disappointed at half time that we gifted them seventeen points, and um, so we talked about um, things that we did well. We highlighted some things on the video around um, you know around our defence. Guys aren't weren't weren't quick to get around the side. Uh, we highlighted being patient on the ball instead of throwing you know you know because they were coming up quite hard on us. And, um, you know, obviously the second half we started 14 men and we needed to uh, control the ball and we didn't. And we, we kicked the ball away and you can't defend when you've... Sorry, it's harder to defend with 14. And before you knew it, we were four, we were down. Um, and um, But I think the, the beauty of having a, a clear game plan and structures and, and systems on how we wanted to play them when, when you are down similar to Glasgow is that... It's just it's not rocket science. It's back into the what, what we trained. We had a really good purple patch of doing the things we we set out to do, and um, you know we got a we got a good buffer and we got ahead there. But I think um, you know it was disappointing. I think we were right in there. We could have finished them off at 33, and we got penalised, and then we were penalised again, and then we were penalised again, and then you know and then they um, with a, with a couple of minutes to go, um, we just defending, defending, defending. So um, yeah, just. Great, we got the five, but uh, certainly disappointed we, we gifted them two points. Can't help but look at the fact that there has been a lot of tries conceded in the last two games. But I, would it be fair to say you're just trying to get through this period of games and get as many wins as you can, as many points as you can? There's 11 points out of a possible 15. Yeah. That's not a bad return. If I'd given you three one-point wins, you would have taken it. There would have been 12. Like so. Oh, yeah. I think if you look at the tries that they concede, it's, uh, you know, it's nothing to do with our systems. You know, it's um, you know, an intercept. Um, 
you know, uh, and again, you know, air, you know, tackles missed. Um, so, you know, we're actually quite uh, happy with our structures of our defence. The the key is um, in that first half, we had guys standing too close to each other. It's it's all about executing. So we know that our systems will work, and this when we spoke about it at, half to, at the end of the game there too, around when we stay in the systems and we work together, it's when we try and play on our own. And I've said that from, my, you know, year one, we, when we can't afford to play on your own and do your own thing because um, we're just not good enough to be able to do that. Whereas when we do our, our you know, all our best defences, guys working together, all our best attackers, guys working together, and um, and that's what we keep driving. And, and our whole review process will be on that too. And we know, no doubt, we'll look at the video and uh, straight away we'll see all the um, errors because we got a, we got a structure. Uh, looming on the horizon is this major run of 16 yeah. weeks of rugby. Uh, Zebra comes up. There might be. Is there no breakout? I think that's the start of it. So, yeah. how much is that being on your mind and how the preparations have gone? And does it feel like the season is really going to start in two weeks' time? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's an era that's uh, it's unheard of. Uh, you know, even Super Rugby. Uh, I think we had nine games max before you got a buy, and that was tough. And I think last year was nine, nine maybe ten games before you got a break, and and we know how hard that was. So, but we knew this was going to happen we knew that when the draw came out we saw the schedule and so you know we, we prepared accordingly you know that's why we structured our pre-season around getting to the, the first two games uh, the boys now will we'll, we'll do a review on Monday we'll have a pretty tough day on Monday and then they can we'll give them a, a break for the rest of the week so they can just get away I've encouraged them to get away from the um, you know the sports ground uh, because we probably 16 weeks after that 16 weeks of seeing each other every day is going to be a, a challenge but we've um, no as, as a management team we've looked pretty um, hard into it and and that's why um, you know it's certainly uh, it's advantageous to the squads the bigger squads um, and so for us it's the reason we brought so many of the uh, key guys out of the academy who I think can play at this level we've been working them pretty hard behind the scene to close that gap around um because we're going to need everybody there's no way uh, obviously no way that the same 15 can play week in week out so we're going to have to manage that squad really well yeah, sort of yeah, I mean, Rodney should be hopefully right for the Zebra game. I mean, he was touch and go this week, but we certainly, again, with the 16 games coming up, um, you know, uh, you know, if it was a final, you know, possibly we'd get Rodney out there, but it wasn't worth the risk. Um, so, um, you know, yeah, we'll, and again, with all the other injury guys, we should give an update on Monday once we know yeah. where everyone is. Just, just very briefly, outside of the result, what were the most positive aspects of that? There was a great variation in comments playing, even direct, playing direct and playing expansive. Yeah, it was. I think the try that, um, uh, was it 10 and 10 and got? Um, that he finished off? Yeah, the you know, that was, that was a really good team try. You know, yeah. we worked on, uh, you know, forwards obviously won the line out. We sent Bundy up pretty direct and then we just got the forwards going direct as, you know, mix it up and um, the forwards just hammered and brought the, shortened up the deep defensive line and then um, and then we, we, we uh, switched play and, and scored in the quarter. So that was straight off the training park. And those sort of things are really pleasing. Um, and, um, you know, and obviously, and although we get the, you know, Jimmy Duffy's doing a great job on the rolling moors, um, we, we're consistently doing that, but also stopping them from scoring from rolling moors as well. Uh, our more defence has been, you know, very good this year. So, um, you know, when things come off on the training pitch, it's, uh, it, it, it's great to see. You're rushing, Alan. We we, we call it dedicate. Our, our biggest audience is for a Craggy Island podcast, not for a World Cup podcast. 
Yeah, if if it didn't take you That's so me, long because of my marketing skills. But well, if it didn't take you so long to go in and do all your interviews and leave myself and William standing out in the cold every time, you know. And there is you're another big three, game two, coming on here. There's a big game in a half an hour. Come on, hurry up. Hey, 16 weeks of rugby, Dave. My God. That's coming up when we start oh, playing. Yeah, yeah, you're going, Mike. I'm going, oh, my God. Oh, I'm, I'm I mean, one week, no, we have to go to Russia. No, you have to go to Russia. Yeah, um, looks like I do. It's, it's, it's in, you know, as, 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 outside, as the fan, yes, it's great. It's, it's, it's game, 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 game. But I'm, I'm so glad I'm not involved with this in terms of logistics and playing and getting players ready. Because at some point, some team, some big team, not just us, some big team is going to go through a run of injuries where they're literally going, they cannot get their players back in time and they're going to get hit and hit and hit. And as we've seen, we get injuries in certain positions. We get injuries at 12, we get injuries at 7. Occasionally we get injuries at 3, as we've seen now, because... Rodney is out but it's it's fantastic for fans but I think if I was a player or a coach I'd be looking at 16 weeks of non-stop rugby I would be dreading it that line from Pat Lambert said we'll give them the rest of the week off here because they're going to be looking at each other an awful lot for the next 16 well, weeks I wonder what other tournaments in the world have teams yeah. playing for 16 weeks in, in, you know, in a row the Super 15 used to play all their games in a row there was no gap in there was there they, they started now have in a January game. and then went to May and they ran it all the way through but that's it that's their season yeah, but it's, you know... It's, it's they, don't, they don't take two weeks break and do another 12 or 15 games every in the playoffs. Fair I tell you, it's so bad, I'm thinking the best two ball and row players may well be called up at some point, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see and plan our season around that. William, it's, it's crazy stuff, uh, but if we beat Zebra, we'll have 16 points on the board, and even now, we're third in the table. It's the same for all sides, I suppose. Some sides have different squad sizes. Uh, Cardiff today left two injured players on the pitch, Fish at fullback for quite an amazingly long length of time when he was barely able to walk. And then Reese Patchell had to go back there and limped around. Which he was brilliant today too. I think he's a great player. He's potentially a very good player. I, 22. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. He's, the, the big issue in, in Welsh rugby is will they be able to keep him in Welsh rugby because I suspect with his abilities there'll be people sniffing from over the border. Um, it, it is a huge amount of rugby and it comes at a, at a, at a bad time because it'll, it'll go into winter and we won't be playing games in evenings like this. Uh, we certainly won't be playing in evenings like this in Siberia. But they've just got to deal with it. They're trying to drown you out there, William. They're doing their best, but you will be heard. Carry on. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. And they, they tried, they turned the hoses on a minute ago, but that didn't work either. Um, it, the, <laughs> the logistical side of it is is going to be a huge challenge and the rest periods and, and how you do it. But that, that's what these guys are paid for. That's why you have conditioning coaches and you have managers and assistant managers and that's their job. So they just have to work with it. Right, we're going to start to wind things up because people just got like the, the enthusiasm here. I hope this podcast flows really well. I think it will. It's going to be great. Final thoughts from everyone. Um, I'll, talk, start, I'll start with uh, William. I came here tonight and I was thinking, do I really want to be here? Because there's World Cup games on the television and this game won't live up to the sort of rugby. And it, and it didn't in some regards. But it did in a lot of regards. It was exciting. It was fast-moving. And, uh, yeah, it was a really good game, and hopefully we can kick on from that. I think they, they can take a lot from the fact that they've got the bogey of Cardiff off their back. I just wanted to take a picture of you there with your conic hat on, your conic scarf on, being positive, and we'll see where that, how long that lasts in the season. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah, we won. That's Alan's he's, got a, he's got a San Diego ch- something or other hat on. Padres, Padres yeah. Padres, Padres, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, my son was in San Diego. This is why you brought me home. You know, what can you do? 
<laughs> it's good. Uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave bring that. us back to the land of sanity, please. Um, I'm going to bring, bring it down to it, Darren. I thought I'm coming back to my usual rant. Touch judges, don't abdicate all responsibility again. Oh my God, there was two of the worst knock-on missed I've ever... Oh, oh God. But I, mean, I mean, I know a lot of the abuse from the stand was going to the referee. The referee actually got most of his penalties right. There's a couple of the scrum ones I don't know enough about to, to say whether he got them completely right. But most of the other ones, once you see, once he talks to Louis, who sits beside us, who's in charge of the clock, Louis explains to us, and then we go, actually, yeah, that makes sense. Fans don't get to hear that. But I thought the touch judges, a lot of forward passes on both sides, a lot of knock-ons at Rooks on both sides. A lot of, there was a couple of passes that were very forward on all sides. The optic, it's just, they're allowed to make decisions. We've seen at the World Cup they're making some, some decisions. But in, especially when you don't have a TMO, for God's sake, make a decision. He's on his own. Like John Muldoon <laughs> took a scrum a ball out of the side of the scrum. Carter for raging. We got away with one five metres from our line. It shouldn't have been, it should have been a reset scrum. But anyways, Carol. The only positive that came out of it was the crowd had been not really in the game until they realised that the linesmen weren't doing their job and all of a sudden they decided to help them do their job and it got the crowd into the match and it became a brilliant finish to the game. Yeah, it's in fairness, they did communicate with the referee very well, they I did. have to say. <laughs> Lindley, final thoughts? Well, interestingly, William said that he was wondering if he'd prefer to be here tonight or at home watching the World Cup. Yeah. And having just returned from the Millennium Stadium Ooh. last night where I was watching the All Blacks in Georgia, Ooh. I would say that what we got out here was a far more entertaining game of two teams who actually both wanted to win. I think Georgia wanted to win last night, to be fair to them. Hey, so so uh, this is something we can edit into our World Cup podcast. Shh, shh, shh. I've, got, I, I, I've got a plan. We can I got the best man in the match award ever. Oh, you're last talking about last night. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah, it was. Gorgadze, yeah, yeah. That was fantastic, yeah. That was good stuff. No, we can, we, can, we can use five seconds here where we can just put it into our podcast next day. Lindley, what do you think of New Zealand's chances? Your home country? The land of the long white cloud. We'll have to say it. Only 44 points. There were a lot of Kiwis last night who were very disappointed in... in Worried or just disappointed? A bit of both. Both. Really? Absolutely both. I think there were a lot of people who thought they looked like a team that were actually at a training... On a training ground, more than anything. They were trying moves, most of which didn't come off. I thought the aerial game is, is, is... quite lacking. I think Ireland's aerial game is far superior than the All Blacks at the moment. Their scrum looked a bit dodgy on occasions. Um, and I just think the group that they're in, there is there is no reason for them to actually play to potential at the moment. And you would be very worried that they won't be able to rise that level and play to potential when they get to the quarterfinals and if they can get past there. Yeah, but should the French are coming in the quarterfinals, so that should be straightforward for New Zealand. Not necessarily at all. And not, do you mean not necessarily the French? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, you can ponder which one that is. <laughs> all right, anyone else got anything to say? No. No? No, no, come on, come on, come on. Well, Connacht are going well, though. Third and stable. Yeah, 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 it's grand. But yeah, right yeah. now, we, we want to see England beat. I want to prove that I was the only person who said Australia would beat England. I want to be able to crow to you guys tomorrow. Yeah, but that's a different <laughs> podcast. Oh, our World Cup podcast, out earlier than usual. Oh, was giving us grief last week. I was a bit late there, so yeah. That, <laughs> be out earlier than usual this week. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you.